they're very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the 23rd, I believe, episode of the World Cry Podcast. Hola, Tiger. Um, you know, just doing, you know, doing doing my thing over here in, in Oklahoma City area and you know, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited about this episode, as you guys can tell from the from the episode uh, title. Um, joining me, my first ever guest. He was on uh, in, kind of, I guess, really not earlier days, but kind of earlier episodes. Um, I'm joined by Mr. Derek Morris. Man, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate you having me again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. That's one thing that, uh, you know, that first episode, you know, if you, you guys want to go back, if, if you're hearing this right now, you might want to go back and listen to that first episode. Um, Derek brought some heat. So he, he brought some heat with, uh, I think uh, you had a audio, you know, of a, of a, of a scream in the woods kind of off in that Appalachian trail. Yep, yep, definitely. It gets pretty weird around here sometimes, but only certain parts of the year that I've noticed. Hmm. Um, so I guess really kind of let everybody know, you know, if you want to kind of maybe kind of briefly talk about that, that last story you told, which is an epic story, um, kind of let everybody know who you are, you know, and, and, and where you're from and kind of what's your affiliations. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty much a normal guy. I'm just an average dude, man. I work in a factory. I've been married for almost 20 years now. Um. Got a couple of kids. A couple don't live with me. Uh, you know, they get old on you real quick overnight. <laughs> but uh, I think my my oldest one's probably a little older than you, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which doesn't help the <laughs> with the ego. <laughs> <or> <laughs> but yeah, he moved to Mexico City and he's doing his thing. But anyway, um, I'm Derek, uh, Eastern Band of Cherokee. He was born in the early seventies, uh, back when times were were plain and simple. Uh, guess we had it made and didn't realize it yet until till later <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh i grew up hunting and fishing and uh, just anything outside you know of course that was way before the internet so um our toys were sticks and rocks and <laughs> bows and arrows and going playing in the creek and we uh we always my family always had a wood stove so uh processing and collecting and splitting busting chopping wood was pretty much a year-long thing for us we were always out you know cutting trees and and trying to build up a stock for for winter so uh, that got me got me outside pretty much every day constantly so that was that was just part of our thing you know part of our way of life you know working in the garden all the time and like I said, hunting and fishing, just anything outdoors, man. Never, never in the house, except maybe sometimes to sleep. <laughs> 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 but it was plain and simple times back then, I'm sure, as a lot of a lot of your listeners of, of that age would know. And uh, it was just good stuff, a good good time to grow up. I wish I, mm. could, I could give my, my youngest son, he's only 15 now, so uh, I had to mm. take me a break. 
But if I could give that young man anything, I would like to share some that style of upbringing with him, you know, to, to, to get him on the right track, you know, a little bit more physical instead of pushing buttons in front of a screen all day. <laughs> hey now, no, hey now, no, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, that's one thing that I always, uh, you know, I, I deal with, uh, you know, high school kids and, 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 and former fashion of what I do. And, you know, I don't think, I mean, I'm like I said, I, I'm, I'm 29. So like I got a, I got a piece of before nine 11. There we go. But okay. I I apologize to everybody who's listening. You know, we we had a little technical difficulty, but what I essentially what I what we were saying is before nine eleven, some people a lot of people had it made. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Maybe but uh, yeah, yeah. And I, but you know, you know. So let me ask you this: since you know you were raised out in the woods and you kind of you know, out and about, when was the first time you kind of experienced something that's kind of, kind of off? Hmm. Well, um, it's kind of hard to say, like when I was younger, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was 35, 40 years ago. Um, I do have a couple of instances, um, in my adult life where mm-hmm. things happen. Actually, I can back up because there was a couple of times I'll just go ahead and go into a story if that's okay. Yeah, let it write. Well, this would be, uh, I was a young teenager. This is probably around the summer of 85 or 86. So I was maybe 14-ish, I guess, if my math's decent. But uh, I was staying the summer with my grandmother, and I'm from a big family, so my uncle was just like a year and a half older than I was. And uh, and we had a cousin that was kind of in between our age, so it was all three of us that always hung out, you know, all the time. But uh, this was the summer, and he had this girl at the house. We were all hanging out outside, and they got into a fight one night, and she lived a couple of miles down the road. So they got into a fight, and he went back in the house, just like, leave, go on, and, and it was dark already, so... We, me and my cousin was just like, hey, you know, we'll we'll walk you home. <laughs> I say that then, but now that walk is uh, it's a couple of miles, and one way is all downhill, and one way, of course, back up is all uphill. Mm. So I'm not sure about that walk right now. But <laughs> anyway, we volunteered to walk her to her home uh, a couple of miles away. Um, we got there just fine; nothing happened, and. Um, on the way back home, it was it's well, a little small road, you know, just a little two-lane road, country road, bushes on each side, because back then nothing was, everything was cow pastures, and, you know, there was no housing developments like there is now. But um, on the side of the road, behind us a little ways, on the right side, there was something in the, in the bushes. You couldn't see it, but you could definitely hear it, just like something, you know, sound like a cow just walking, kind of, I think, some people say like a paralleling kind of thing. Like mm. it would it would walk as we were walking, and we would stop, and it would stop. This continued for 10, 15 minutes, you know, at least. And we were just, we were freaked out, you know, because it was briar, briars and undergrowth 
thick brush and what would what would do that you know if it was a dog or a bear or something you know it would it wouldn't stop when we stopped i wouldn't think anyway mm-hmm. but uh that continued for a while and finally we got freaked out and was like hey let's let's take off man let's boogie for a minute let's run and see if it if it comes or or stops you know so we ran we're up uphill you know just running 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 for like you know a minute maybe and it kind of hung back it didn't come you know it didn't continue to follow us so we slowed down and then we heard it just back behind us maybe uh, 50 feet or so and uh, what it seemed like to us was that it came out onto the road behind us and there's no there's no street lights there's no anything around so at best, you could hope for a car to come down the road and light your path for a few seconds, but even that didn't happen. So you could look down at the ground and see the yellow line in the road, but that was about it. But whatever this was, was walking right behind us as was walking home. It never, it never did anything but follow us. Um, one thing I do remember this all my life, all these years, I remember hearing those toenails clicking like a dog you know like a dog walks on the concrete you can hear the scraping we heard that so uh we never saw anything that time but that was that was enough for us to get us home a lot quicker than we walked man peace man (laughs) you know they always talk about they always say that you know you know when it comes to those certain beings you know there's you know, my dad, one night he was walking home from the store and he had, you know, he's coming back off this, you know, you know, long kind of dirt road. And he said that he kind of saw something, but he never saw nothing. It was like that same, it was almost, like he said, like a dog, but it was, he he thought it was, might've, might've been a wolf or a coyote, but you know, that those, to me, those kinds of stories are the ones that are to me, the creepiest because you don't know what it is and you know, you can't quite, it's just a sound, you know? Man, that's that's crazy. Like fear of the un- unknown. Sometimes it's it's worse when you don't see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, and that's a lot. You know, a lot of the you know you know stuff that goes on, man. It's just like a lot of this creepy stuff like that. But you know, so you had that encounter with you know could have been you know anything. Could have been homeless guy. Could have you know <laughs> that's that's what the naysayers would say. Oh, you know, as a homeless guy, yeah. he just ain't clipped his toenails in a while. <laughs> You gotta watch those homeless guys. No offense, <laughs> homeless guys. <laughs> now, let me ask you this though. You know, speaking of that, is there is there is it kind of a true thing out there in you know the Appalachia area that uh, you know there's people that live out in those woods out there? Yes, yes, most definitely. Yes. Man, Even, have you had have you heard anything about that? Well, I, I've uh, you know, like like I said, I'm I'm all over. I'm my radius is you know, two states. So if it's if it's a mountaintop or a, a cool place or some place that nobody may not have ever been, I, I would like to think that I've been there because uh, I hike a lot. I mean, uh, I do about 110 miles a month on mm. average. So I, I'm out and about. But, you know, a lot of people's like, well, if you saw Bigfoot and stuff, but you have to remember I'm not out there looking for Bigfoot. I'm just out there enjoying the weather, enjoying the day, getting exercise, you know. And if it comes along, then, you know, <laughs> it's a different story. But homeless people on the mountains, most definitely. And uh, 
sometimes they will have a camp set up like a, like a little tent but uh from what i've saw here locally on our on our mountain the main mountain here they trash everything they leave everything laying around um i did find last summer i did find two campsites of, of homeless people that were nobody was there they were emptied out things were thrown around everywhere nobody inside so mm. i don't know if, i wouldn't if i was homeless i would try to retain as much of my supplies that i had like a tent or sleeping bag or anything but these were just demolished it looked like a little tornado went through i don't know what the heck that was about but, yeah that's a that's pretty interesting because mm-hmm. like i know they talk about you know when people go camping out on certain things and i do you guys have bears there like big bears or is it just black bear yeah we ha- we have black bears but they use the they're more afraid of us than they than we are of them they were untrim mm. even I've, I've had one encounter with a mama and a cub i've got that on video um a mama and a cub and she they both ran from me thankfully <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Man, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, here in Oklahoma, we don't know nothing about no bears. I know we have a few of them down south, but, but, yeah, but man. You guys, you guys have tornadoes, though. I'll keep yeah. my bear, and you keep your tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hey, that sounds like a fair trade. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Those things are bad. <laughs> but, yeah, the homeless camps, uh, they're mostly in the summer because a lot of the uh, the mountains here, like the top parts of the mountain. Um, they had the forestry service roads to them, and most of those are closed during the winter time. Like in mm. October, or so they close those roads down, and nobody goes back up until like April first, unless you walk. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're... You know, I was in I was in uh, I was in Eureka Springs, and I was talking to this trolley lady, and she she. It was kind of strange the way it kind of happened. We were she was taking us on this trolley down in, in the downtown area, up in the the mountains, up in Ozark Mountains, and she was saying, "Hey, I just want to let y'all know this is kind of the end of the you know." It was like it's about two o'clock. The trolley's ended about five, and she's like, "Hey, I just want to let y'all know the last trolley runs at four o'clock, and don't never get on the the purple." Uh, at that time, it was a purple. She's like, "Don't get on that purple trolley." at night or like it's getting dark because it's it's before daylight saving so you know obviously it gets dark at like five o'clock and so i asked her i said why she says because there's people up in these hills and these mountains and they're kind of you know you just never know who you will run into and she started talking about people that were living like they live like you know like the hills have eyes or like the wrong turn people you know like the inbred she was talking about those people and i was like man that's kind of crazy and so I was curious if you, if you, you know, if you guys, because I know that's always like the thing, you know, with you like backwoods hillbillies out in the <laughs> you know, Appalachian Mountains. And I was always curious if, you know, since you live kind of out, you know, you live out there and you're always out there, if you ever you had ever seen anything crazy like that. Yeah, the uh, most definitely the scariest creature that you'll encounter in the forest here are people. Um, I'd rather I'd rather come across a rogue bear or something. Because you know pretty much what may or may not happen, but with with people, you never know. Mm. You might there might be some might be some stranded woman. <laughs> you think everything's okay, and then the next time 
next thing you know, or or boyfriend or whatever's clubbing on the back of the head, kind of take your wallet. Mm. But uh, one one time here, another quick story, not really supernatural, but I was getting ready for work one morning. It was like four thirty uh, a.m. and uh, there was a knock on my door. <laughs> well, that's not good, you know. Nobody, nobody. I'm in the country. Nobody, nobody comes around at four thirty, knock on the door. I peek out the window, and there's this girl with no shoes on, and she says, "Help me, help me!" I, you know, I'm I'm running away from my boyfriend. And I, I have trust issues. I'll, I'll admit that. I got my shotgun, and then I was just, I, went, I wasn't real overly friendly at first. I mean, to be honest, not to be too graphic, I said that I will, I will do what I need to do in a heartbeat if one of your buddies is out here jumping me. I said, I don't care to help you, but if you're up to no good, this is your last day. And I was, I was scared, you know, I was really concerned, and I, I had, <clears throat> I had my my firearm on her because I was really I was freaked out. I was I was waiting. I was looking around the corners of the house and on the outside of the porch. But thankfully everything was okay. She had ran off from her boyfriend up the road, you know, here and needed to ride a couple miles down the road. I said I'll help you, but man, <laughs> need to need to relax. Don't do that to mm. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, golly, I mean, I'd be, shoot, I'd be same way though. Yeah, but you can't uh, be these days, man. It's yeah, not healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, it's just you know the way things are going, you know, going and you know, just in life, you know, daily life. Like I think you know, I mentioned before, you know, before nine eleven, you know, things were a little different, man. It was I remember being able to play outside, and, you know, kind of do you know, res kids, you know, res kid things, you know, sneaking into. You know, hump, you know, trailer, all abandoned houses, abandoned trailer parks, you know, and go, running up yeah. to the corner store. It ain't like that no more. No, not not anymore. It's a it's a good way to get a lead poison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. What do they say? Death by lead. <laughs> yep, death by lead. <laughs> Most definitely. Actually, my neighbor across the street just got a got hauled off by three uh, Carter County cops right before I got on this this call here. It was pretty interesting he was Man. down on his knees in handcuffs hands behind the back and he i don't know they took him they took him down to the station sound like <laughs> oh yeah he, he's been down there a bunch too so <laughs> god I, I um, a fine individual <laughs> <laughs> you know so kind of getting you know to the story that you told if for those of people who haven't listened to it and you, and you didn't heed my warnings earlier about going back and listening to that story, could you let, you know, everybody in this, you know, let's listen, that's brand new to the podcast, has never listened. Uh, will you tell them that story about what you saw that on the road that day? Oh, the one I don't like to tell. The one you don't <laughs> like to tell, but the one that I love hearing you tell because it's an amazing story? Oh, man, yeah. You know, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts and, and you'll hear people say, oh, retelling it is like reliving it. Mm-hmm. And right now, sitting here, uh, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I still have trouble believing what I'm getting ready to tell you. I just, I just don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I hear people say this, these things. 
and I was like, yeah, okay. You're freaked out, and you got really scared, or, or that's impossible. Or, <clears throat> before it happened, excuse me, before it happened to me, I was the same way. Ah, no way, that that doesn't happen. That you know. But anyway, having said that, again, I woke up to go to work. A lot of bad things happened to me going to work. Maybe that's a sign. <laughs> well, here well, you be going to work at like four in the morning, so they still yeah, right. There's not much out but boogers, I guess that that time of the morning. <laughs> but anyway, I woke up one morning and uh, I'm just going down the road, my normal routine. I get my stuff ready, you know, driving, going down the road. Same thing that I do. It feels like constantly, but uh, I'm pretty much on autopilot, driving, cruising, speed limit, sort of. Come around this blind corner, and my headlights sweep over this thing that <laughs> it it was huge. It was just the only thing I can say. It was it looked like a Sasquatch, a Uniwadoei, Tukalu. All the stories you heard, it was right there beside the road, just standing, and. It was just like a light switch. I just instantly, I'm surprised I didn't wreck my car. It just, I was shocked. I mean, immediately shocked and scared and confused and, but also amazed and just like, whoa, you know, look at him. But uh, it stood there for just a second and it stepped over the barbed wire fence that, it was it was standing in front of it. Just stepped over the fence. Just kicked one leg up like we would a, a baby gate at the house, you know. Stepped, threw its other leg over, and took like two steps. And then <laughs> it was like a light switch that somebody just flicked off. Oh. And that's the only way I can say that. There was no puff of smoke. There was no dematerializing it was just in less than a blink of an eye it just wasn't there anymore man I don't, I've never never saw anything disappear like that except you know David Copperfield <laughs> yeah <So cool. laughs> I still I still like I said man I, I don't know I mean was I was I sleep driving was I dreaming because I'm a daytime person, man. At, at, at by five a.m., I'm I'm on ten already. You know, because I've done that most of my adult life. Just, I'm a day shift guy. Of course, I'm, that means I'm in bed by nine o'clock at the latest. But that's I I don't understand how something that big could happen. Oh, and as far as the description of this thing, I'm not really sure how tall it was except it was tall enough to step over a barbed wire fence. It was kind of a grayish, like a silverish gray, like mm. a charcoal kind of. But it had, you know, if you saw the Patterson-Gimlin film, the big junky walking thing there on that, it wasn't like that. It was, it was more like a basketball, you know, kind of slender almost. It wasn't mm. real barrel-chested or anything. But it, I know its face looked messed up. I don't know if there was like matted hair hanging over its eyes and its face or, or what, but it was almost looked disfigured. 
Mm. Of course, I just saw it like three seconds, but the the best scan, you know, that I that I saw mm-hmm. was was just the face was messed up. So I don't know. Let me ask you this: so, uh, and just for the the audience, so when they kind of visualize this thing stepping over, what was on the other side of that fence? Was there like forest, or was it like? So the um, the fence was pretty much right beside the road, you know, whatever the easement is, you know, six foot or whatever. And then there's an open field of, you know, just a cow pasture, the cow grazes. Um, it's probably maybe 100 yards, 150 yards of nothing. No trees to hide behind, no ditches to duck down into. And then there's the creek, you know, back behind that. So there's there's nothing that would make sense for it to go to, you know, there's no place to hide. I don't know. Yeah. Let me ask you this, you know, Eastern, you know, since you're Eastern band Cherokee and, 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 you know, we both, you know, have different, you know, everyone has a different belief about what Bigfoot is. And I know we've talked on the, the last episode or you shared on the last episode that you kind of think they're kind of like uh like a secret tribe, but almost something similar to like there are certain type of people. And, you know, I, I've had this theory for a while. Do you, do you, what do you think about if, you know, Bigfoot doing medicine? Do you think Big, Bigfoot kind of does the native magic? You think they oh, could? I, I think in my opinion, this is just me. I think most definitely there's, there's some Bigfoot medicine. Um, I've, I've talked to some few, a few people, some of the, some of the first nations people from, from Canada, um, I was actually told by an elder one time that, and he said, these things used to sit with us in ceremony. He said that, and that's pretty much a quote from him. Mm. You hear things like that, and you wonder, it's like, well, why? You know, you're not going to see, uh, like if people call them animals, you're not going to see a, a bobcat <laughs> sitting, you know, at a Sundance or you know, a ceremony, you know, with your people or, you know, he's not going to come around, dance with you and hold your hands and none of that. You know, you're not going to see a bear sitting at your ceremonies, but that's, that's what he said. also heard from some, uh, from Lakota Sioux that um, a lot of times you can look up at their ceremonies. Well, this was back in, in older times. They would look up and see them watching from afar, you know, by the by the firelight mm. kind of show an interest in maybe what was going on but to uh to hear that they sit or sat in ceremonies that's it's a pretty pretty profound statement mm-hmm. yeah you never know yeah because like you know i've i i, I hear the the all the time the the cloaking the traveling through portals and you know i'm just i i you know, I've heard too many, you know, too many people, too many natives say that, you know, they, they know things that they, they can do these things. And by things, I mean, you know, they could turn into something else. They can turn into a stump. They can, um, you know, basically camouflage themselves. And now it's not cloaking like you've got like Harry Potter, you know, blanket over you, but you, they basically could stand against something and just kind of form into the what they're standing next into. Yeah. Uh, and so, to me, that's the craziest thing about your story is 
there was nothing there for it to kind of just disappear. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely what got me. I mean, I could see if you duck down real quick or hit behind a tree or something, but this, I mean, I can see in the picture, there's a flat open field. Um, and also, one thing that I've realized recently, that spot that that happened, and if you remember the other story where I heard the two monkey-like things wolfing and barking up on the mountain, mm-hmm. there's a straight shot from that spot to my old house where the I heard those sounds, and that's probably maybe a mile away. Man, okay, so there's some that might have been what you heard back, you know. Yeah, yeah, I could stand at that spot where that creature was standing, or that 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 person or that being or whatever they may be, and and almost take a picture straight up of that opposite field up to where I used to live in that ridge that the the things were barking and. Whatever they were doing, mm. I got cocktails again. <laughs> Man, yeah, you know, and like you said, you, you're out in kind of this area, you know, where it's there's been a lot of known dogman, uh, shapeshifter, Bigfoot. Um, you got that old Appalachian magic or medicine or whatever you want, to, whatever you know, whoever's listening wants to call it. Has there been any, anything else kind of similar or anything kind of else? You, you got any other maybe stories that kind of, you know, spooky, I guess, on the on that end? Yeah. Um, I remember this one. This was, uh, this was like 2013, I think. Either 2013 or 2014. I was either younger. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it was not long after I was married. Anyway, uh, let's say 2013. I was up fishing with my with my father. And a lot of times when you, when you hear stories, people will say, oh, I don't want to give the details of the location or anything. I mean, I don't care. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me. This was in Unicoi County, Tennessee. So if you look at your map and, and pull that up, it's, it's right here in Northeast Tennessee as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we were both fishing out on the sandbar on the Nolichucky River. And we were trout fishing. It was early morning, summertime, I'm not sure of the month, probably June, maybe, early June. But uh, both trout fishing. We were there, you know, bank fishing. We weren't in a boat or anything. But we're sitting there fishing, and I get this weird feeling that something's got eyes on me. Like something is watching you. You know, you get that feeling sometimes. Uh-huh. You can have it in public and you turn around and somebody's looking at you. But <laughs> this was this was like 10 times worse. Because um, you couldn't see, you know, you had the river and then surrounding the river was nothing but forest. But you're sitting there trying to fish, trying to concentrate on your cast, you know, and, and kind of scanning the water for little ripples or, you know, a trout breaking surface or, you know, whatever fish. And there's this big thing watching you that's just hanging over you. And it slowly became the only thing that I could that I could think about, that I could consider. Just and I tried to brush it off at first, but it kept just growing kinda. Uh, something's watching you, something's in the woods, look up, look up. Yeah, scanning the woods and I couldn't see nothing, you know. Um, and I was just looking nervously around, I looked down at my dad, and, and he, he had also stopped fishing. 
and he was doing the same thing that I was doing, just staring dumbfounded into the woods, like, what's going on here? What the heck is out there, you know? And without taking my eyes out the woods, I started kind of walking in his direction, and he did the same thing. And we got closer, and what is, what's going on? You know, something's, something's watching. It was like, maybe it's a bear or something. I don't know. But we couldn't shake that feeling that something had eyes on us. So we never, I would say we never saw anything that day. But we had just started fishing. That was the first thought that we got to. So usually when we fished, it was sometimes dark before we came back home. But uh, we, we packed up and left and we got home before dinner that day. So I, I still don't know what that was, but it was it was unlike anything watching, you know, if somebody watch you, it's no big deal. But you couldn't get away from only thinking about that and this event, this encounter. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like at the very, at my, uh, in my intro, you know, of the, of the show, you hear that. I mean, I got this spidey sense. Something's up, you know. It's like you just get it, and and I don't know if it's like a, if it's like that fight or flight, you know, starting to kick in or the adrenaline. But you know, I'm I'm real big into that too. I I, I always every time that I'm out or you know, it could be. I mean, it could just be like I said, I'm you know running around in the city or you know whatever. And I'm like, oh, something's off, you know. I'm, I'm you know, I feel something's going on. So, you know, that's what's you know, kind of crazy, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something was something was definitely out of the normal there. <laughs> now, I remember one time, uh, Mom and Dad lived on a, on a dead-end road, and they had recently paved the road, you know, after many years of just being a little gravel country, you know, lane and a half wide road. And a lot of times, we'd, we would just go for a walk. You know, it's like, uh, I want to say probably maybe three quarters of a mile to the dead end of the road past their house. But it's all forested thick on both sides with a little creek. And uh, we went for a walk one day, just talking, you know, son and dad kind of thing. I don't, I have no clue of the year on this one. I just remember it happening. Um, we, uh, we were walking up the road, you know, side by side, just chit-chatting, normal stuff. And we saw these muddy footprints. But it was just normal, like people footprints, normal size, oh. nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. There was about, I'm gonna say about 15 feet of muddy feet footprints, <laughs> just steps, just normal stride, everything, everything just normal, like somebody had muddy feet and they were walking on the new concrete, the new pavement. And then from one step to the other. Believe it if you want. I'm just telling you what I saw. He, this old man, will tell you the same thing if you go down the road and ask him to this day. From one step to the next, that last man's muddy footprint turned into a bear paw. Mm. Just from one step to the next. Wow. Bear paw, muddy bear paws continued up the road. They finally reared off the road, went into the bushes. <laughs> Man, wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I said, you can 
I'll get my dad on here next time. He can tell you the same story because he was rattled. He was rattled more than I was. I was I was like, whoa, you know, but he was like, we need to go back home. <laughs> he was rattled. Man. It was yeah, from one step to the next. I mean, just almost too perfect, really. I mean, perfect footprints. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, I think maybe we need to get the heck out of here. <laughs> Man. You know, I, I have told this story before, but, you know, that's one thing that, you know, with when it comes to this type of thing and and, and shape shifting and things, you know, it's it's kind of crazy, you know, to to imagine that you know it could be a neighbor, it could be, you know, it could be your best friend, it could be anybody, because this that that kind of magic, that kind of medicine is is so secretive, it's so protected and guarded, and and. That's one thing that, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, you may have known that person, too. That's what's kind of crazy. Yeah, you could have known them all your life. You know, some of those, uh, I guess, those old-time family secrets. A lot of those families uh, pass them down. And uh, if you're not in that family, then you're not included in it. Mm-hmm. But that that old medicine, man, it's, trust me, it's still around. Yeah. And it's and it's as real as as anything else. It's as real as your internet connection at times. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow, yeah. Do you got any other stories you want to share? And and I got one more thing after you tell these. If you got any other stories, I got one more thing I want to talk to you about, and and we'll get out of here. I've got one right now that I can think okay. of. I'm sure. I'm sure later on I'll, I'll text you later and be like, "Man, I forgot to tell this one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how that is. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy. This was uh, this was I think like 2021. I had a buddy, man. This uh, a hunting buddy, and this this is the type of guy that you'd want on your zombie apocalypse team. You know, top notch hunter, good guy, top tracker. You know, uh, just just. The real deal, you know, no, no BS. Um, he, uh, he was going to go, I was going to go deer hunting with him one day and uh, I had to work for some reason and he was off. So he's like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and head up. I was like, okay, well, well good luck. You know, this early, early in the morning. So we get out at like, uh, like 4 a.m. usually. So he heads out to, to hunt and I head up to work. Lucky me. But uh, <laughs> later on, um, he texts me and he sends me a picture and he's got this big kind of story text and I'm like, oh, man, cause it's kind of odd for him. So, uh, he says, man, I, I got this good eight point deer, perfect shot, bleeding like a stuck pig, you know, everything is, is good. He said, and I tracked this deer. I followed the, the very obvious blood trail to a clearing in the forest. And it looked like, he said, I came to the spot. It looked like somebody dumped 10 gallons of blood on the ground. And he said, after that, there was nothing. No deer, no more blood trail. He said, it just looks like it flew off. So, Man. I, I mean, I've, I've heard of stuff happening like that. You know, hey, thanks for the beer, buddy. 
this is the first time that I've known personally known somebody that that's happened to. You know, you hear stories and it's one thing, but if your your best friend says, "Hey, man, I lost my deer," you know, the last thing as a hunter that you want to do is wound an animal and not recover it. Uh-huh. Um, that animal gives its life for your well-being, and that's the part of uh, you know the circle of life. But as a hunter, you have to honor that animal and recover that body for its gift. And uh, that really bummed him out, you know, that it was just gone. And I can I can send you pictures of that, too. But it's, man, there's something, sometimes some things go on that you might not quite understand or, or realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you, you sharing those stories. And the, the thing I was going to ask you about, so you had sent me some stories um, a couple months back. Was there, a, you know, about that, uh, that I guess you could say it was a rabid bear or whatever they were talking about, you know, that was, you know, basically eating people or killing people over there where you're from? Did, did you ever hear any more, anything more about that? And if, if, if people are, I guess, are not unaware or not aware of this story, could you kind of explain kind of what happened with that, that incident or incidences over kind of where you're at? Oh, yeah, this was. This was a little bit up. Uh, this was in Kentucky. Uh, this is north of me a bit, but uh, it was. I'm not sure what happened here. It, it the according to the newspaper reports, and you guys, uh, the listeners, can look this up. The same as I did, you know. Uh, for the loss of life, a young a young teenage boy was mauled to death. And the original report was an unknown animal. Um, and it was drug 200 yards, I think, or feet. One, I'm not sure which. You know, obviously there's a, quite a bit of difference between the two, but I can't remember which exactly it, it stated. But he was mauled to death and drug up the side of a mountain, and his body was left. And they were just trying to figure out what happened. Um Later on, the the uh, I think the the sheriff department or whatever um, decided that it was rabid dogs or dogs, wild dogs, a pack a pack of wild dogs. Um, but at first, like I said, it was a, it was an unknown animal that that did the attack. That just the wording of the story. I mean, if you guys want to check out the exact wording, you know, it's it's. You know, Google it. It's it's there. Um, the wording of the story led you to believe something was not being told. Um, you got to realize when a, when a wild animal preys upon a person, there's only a couple of reasons for that, and you know you protect your young, or sadly your 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 food. And I mean no disrespect for this young man's family, but that uh that teenage boy was not there was no predation there's no that was said anyway there was no uh the animal that attacked him didn't prey upon him it just he dispatched him there on the spot and then drug him and dropped him which doesn't make sense very odd yeah or it drug him up the mountain and then dispatched him there which also doesn't make much sense, and it left him. There was no, uh, 
it wasn't for for food or anything like that. And again, um, if anybody's listening that's connected to that story or family, I mean no disrespect, but it was just odd. But uh, yeah, you can you can check that out. I forgot what county that was in in Kentucky, but you can just look. Uh, I guess teenage boy boy killed by unknown animal in Kentucky. You think these? Let me ask you this: the reason. So this is really the I, you know, my last and final question for you. Do you think that these, you know, Bigfoot, Dogman, you know, these types of, you know, I know that you, I think they, up there you guys got a Panther Man or something or some type of upright walking cat, right? You know, you got, oh, y'all got all, y'all, y'all got all kinds of stuff. Appalachian Trail got something, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but do you, do you think that these things, you know, could be, re, you know, could be the missing 411 stuff or, you know, the reason why people go missing or like that torn up camp, do you think that they go for people, you know, when people are out, out, out and about? I think, um, I think whatever's out there has the potential to be just like humanity. You know, there's, there's good people and there's bad people. You know, there's old men that I work with that you don't talk to in the morning unless you want your feelings hurt. I hope I don't turn into one of those, but I try not to. But I think, uh, yeah, maybe, um, actually most definitely, I think every now and then, if the conditions are right, that uh, 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 the predatory instinct kicks in and there's there's bad news. But a lot of those things, they're just so bizarre. Like um, on the 411, they find their clothes folded up nice and neat clean mm-hmm. the crap and it's like what no, it, we don't know it, we might not might not want to know yeah to an extent mm-hmm. i mean i like to i like to keep my head on the swivel and and know my surroundings and everything but <laughs> i think some things you you better off leaving alone no doubt man but well, Derek, man, I appreciate you you coming on. I know we had a little bit of a technical difficulty at the beginning. I was kind of <laughs> worried this whole time. I'm like, please don't go because you were you you brought the heat, man, and <laughs> and I appreciate you coming on. Well, I'm honored by the invitation. I, I hope the the listeners weren't too bored. I appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Is there anything you want to promote? Shout out anything in particular? Uh, like I said, I'm just a normal guy. I do have a YouTube channel that. Uh, that's um it's called wild tennessee and that's spelled with a y instead of an i so w-y-l-d and then just spell out tennessee on youtube um it's just a first person perspective videos for outdoor adventures and uh it's it's dedicated to elders and disabled vets and people that just can't get out in the in the wilderness and see what's out there so it's it's just you can load it up you know, your mom and dad, your grandma and grandpa, or oh, even you, you know, sit back and check it out. There's little adventures. I don't have a lot of videos right now, but there that's the that's the idea behind the channel. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead guys, go ahead and follow him. Um at uh, Wild Tennessee and Wild with a Y. Um like I said, I appreciate you coming on and and uh, you know that's one thing I'm, I'm eventually, like I said, we, this is going to be part two. We'll have a part three because I know you got some more stories. I know 
you know, I kind of wanted to keep it pretty open. I wanted everybody kind of, you know, hear kind of where you're from and who you are. And, and uh, like I said, we'll, we'll get rolling for part three. I know you got some more stuff. I know you got some more heat. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but, guys, you can follow me on uh, uh, Facebook. You hold a tiger. Message me if you, you know, if you want to add me as a friend so I know that you listen to the podcast. Um, Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Uh, there's some things we're, we're, we're kind of going through. I wasn't on the last episode, but I'm sure I'll probably be on a future episode. Um, you can also find me on TikTok, One Man Band 918, uh, uh, Twitter, 918, or uh, One Man Band 918. And please like, follow, subscribe, rate the, chan- or rate the, the, the YouTube channel, uh, rate the Spotify, um, and then I'll have some questions for you, you guys, if you want to scroll down, if you're on a Spotify listener. And uh, go ahead and answer those questions. And uh, like I said, I appreciate Derek coming on, and I'll catch you on the next one.